0: Welcome to The Power of Potential, a podcast hosted and produced by St. Rose High School in Belmar, New Jersey. The show is dedicated to helping parents navigate the world of private education while showcasing the potential of its students, teachers, and alumni. St. Rose High School has been empowering potential since 1923. Now, here are your hosts, Director of Communications, Michael Falgaris, and from the class of 2024, Ariana Simon.
1: Hello everyone, I'm Michael Falgaris
0: and I'm Ariana Simon
1: and you're listening to the Power of Potential podcast. It's a new podcast here produced at St. Rose High School. That's where we're located now. Ariana, thanks so much for deciding to join us.
0: Of course. Of I'm very excited to do this.
1: I saw you, um, you know, you, you're involved in theater arts and you're part of the theater arts program.
0: Yes, I've been doing theater for about six years. Wow. Yeah, I, I- love it.
1: And I was watching one of your classes uh, with Mr. Henderson. What were you guys doing there that day?
0: I think we were doing our commercial presentations where we had to pick a commercial. I coincidentally chose a podcast commercial.
2: Oh,
0: wow. um, And we were told to act them out the best we can because they're more like radio commercials. And that day we're doing our presentations. That was great. Yeah. It was fun, actually. I love it.
1: Nice. Well, I'm glad you're here with us today. And on uh, on all these episodes, we're just going to be talking to different people, whether they're teachers, students, or alumni, and just the different things that they're doing in their lives and how they are really getting and reaching their full potential, right? And how Saint Rose has helped them power that potential up. So, thanks so much for joining us. Who's on our show today?
0: We have Mr. Fletcher, who's here today. Um, to some of you, it may just look like a patch of grass or a pile of dirt. But to our next guest, Mr. Mark Fletcher, it's the backdrop to the story we are writing here at St. Rose. Please welcome from the class of 1990, teacher of social studies and director of our athletic fields, Mr. Mark Fletcher.
2: Hello. How's nice to be here today?
1: Hi, Mr. Fletcher. Well, you know, we were talking right before we went on the air, you know, the the way that you have kind of come full circle here being a student at St. Rose. Yes. What was his you know night back in the 1990s I remember going through the yearbooks in the archive room you know we looked a little bit different in the
2: 90s yeah well I uh, she, I was we, I graduated in the spring in 1990 so, so a while so you're ago. really here in the 80s um, I had a lot more hair it was a lot shorter a <laughs> lot shorter but more hair And uh, school it was the same size and not as actually nice but uh, we actually had a, about a thousand students when I was here Wow oh, it's kind of the a lot. heyday so most of these rooms that were either classrooms or lockers it was a little, a little different. So but lot. most of my friends even today still are from St. Rose. Some of them are in my class, a few of them are about a couple classes above me. But uh yeah, it was a it was a good time, made little lasting friendships. Uh actually that's when I first started doing fields so actually for Saint Rose because I took care of uh Spring Lake Heights Little League field in Spring Lake Heights, uh since I was in like an eighth grade, since I was like thirteen. Working on it, and uh, back then we didn't have any fields, and so we it was a scatter shot. And the boys' soccer was at Neptune, um, well, Red Army Camp, and everything. Else. Where else you could find the baseball team didn't even have a field. Uh, they just kind of hopped on anywhere they can. And the softball team used to use the little league field because it's the same size field. So I'd go there after school in the spring, and I'd take care of the field for the same Rose games. As long as I took care of it, they could use it, and they would. Uh, so I did that my. All four years, and then they played the softball games at you know about like four o'clock, and then the little League game would take place after at six o'clock.
1: It's amazing, it's amazing. So, from 1923 until the fields open in Wall Township, we were just kind of saying, Yeah, whoever would take us would take us.
2: Yes, I mean, it used to use like by the marina that used to be the fields there, some soccer fields there. Now it's a parking lot, and they actually in the 70s they used the field over on 16th Ave, which now is a skate park, but that yeah. was a, that found out to be a toxic waste dump for JCPNL, that's why they paid it oh. over. Wow. So that these so, so players from the 70s used to play on JCPNL's old dump site. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, no, we never had a field until um, basically the Brown family. Ed Brown, who owns the airport, gave 40 acres to St. Rose High School. He spoke at my graduation in 1990. It took us a while to get to the point where we actually developed the fields because uh, I, I went to college, graduated college, and then I, came, I was in event marketing, traveling the country, doing different stuff. So I didn't really get working on the St. Rose fields until 2002, um, when I first started over there,
1: is that when it kind of opened?
2: Uh, I'd say the late '90s, but there was problems with, like the rocks would come up through the ground and some other issues, and that have evolved over the time. It was, you know, kind of scatter shot. Look like it used to look like the game plinko. Uh, Price Is Right. Yeah. there's a little patch here, patch here, so the ball used to go like wiggly lines and stuff, you know, ball used to hit a bump. Because it
1: was, that was what the surfaces were like?
2: Well, you know, it's not, it was all grown from seed, so it, was, it wasn't grass, was oh. kind of haphazard, you know, they just threw it down there They cleared the Brown family had cleared the land and it just kind of, and St. Rose kind of took it over. Uh, who
1: who but, is the Brown family?
2: Uh, Ed Brown was kind of like a maverick. He grew up in the wall and then after World War II, he was a veteran. Came back and got this land and wall and developed into actually, it was until the family sold it, it was the largest privately run airport in America. Wow. And so know. he gave 40 acres to St. Rose in 1990. Uh, we have 29 acres developed if you include the parking lot. And this baseball field I built in 2011, and it was just grass before, uh, it's just the soccer fields before. So I built the baseball field, built the center track we used to practice on. The wall, Mr. Harns would help build, uh, the lacrosse wall, and then we developed the other fields as you know we gone, gone along. So now we have every sport out there basically except tennis. And we own, St. Rose actually owns the, uh, some other woods next to it too. And we're looking for future development there if things go well and maybe planning on the future maybe even getting a field house you know, for one of those rainy practices so we would have overflow areas for our team to work out and, and, you know, that like that. You
1: know, when when I first came to St. Rose, I really wasn't aware of the fields. I mean, you as a, you're a freshman.
0: Yeah. So I did field hockey. So I was out there for summer practices. Oh. And to me, like I went to elementary school and we didn't really have fields. So this was like, it's beautiful. I mean, they're immaculately maintained. Um, So for me, I was like, whoa, this is beautiful. And I had never experienced anything like that before but i can't imagine not having fields because there, we have so many sports like the whole yeah. scattershot idea makes me a little anxious like not knowing where we're going to go for practice that day i don't know how they did that yeah how
1: they scheduled everything yeah. and getting permissions at least here with our fields we get our own buses we go over there yes
2: yeah, so the kids do get bussed out there uh, unless you have a car you know so usually it's the freshmen sophomores and some juniors you know they get bussed out there one way bus uh, we are located well, we're about five to six miles from Saint Rose as the crow flies, uh, so it's not too bad. It's about a ten, twelve minute drive. You're, you're just not getting forty acres, and you're definitely not getting forty acres for free uh, right. in downtown Belmar, two blocks, three blocks from the ocean. So, right. yeah. the real estate—you're you, never getting that. So,
1: which is one of the things I really love about our school—we have we have um, the surf team, the sailing team. To be a short school, you know, the students be able to just walk anywhere for lunch it's a real nice environment instead of being out maybe you know more inland. Yes. Um, but to be able to have kind of the best of both worlds, right? We're a shore yes. school, and we also have our great fields. Um, so I, I, I'm aware every time we've come to kind of record things at the fields, I know that I can't fly my drone there without special permissions because it's right next to the airport, yes. which is why the Brown family was donated to us because they own the, the airport. The airport. Um, when, when you – First, you, you graduated, you went on to marketing. When, when you came back and you started with the fields, what kind of you know, interested you in doing that?
2: Uh, I've always done, uh, since I was in grammar school, and I did baseball fields mainly. Okay, I took care of that. Uh, it's in my family heritage. My grandfather was a greenskeeper. came over from Ireland, and was a greenskeeper. My mother actually grew up on a golf course, and my mother and my aunt oh, wow. and my uncle grew up on a golf course in Montclair because you know, so, the greenskeeper back then used to live on the course. And his family could live there, so he lived there most of the years until he got a job at a managing an estate. But so we got the green thumb, so that's where I got my green thumb from. Interested, my degree is in teaching and history, but um, you know I just did it through high school, I did it through college, and even when the event marketing, I was in college event marketing. So most most of the years I followed the, the college schedule. So we'd work from August to May. I come home, do baseball fields there, and mm-hmm. learn i part of trade organizations like Sports Turf Managers Association. It's the national one. New Jersey Sports Fields Managers, New Jersey one. And you go to trade shows and you go to learn, you know, kind of learn by doing and learn through that process. And then I also, when I came back at the market, I worked on a golf course for two years at Howell Park Golf Course.
1: Do you, does it get lonely out there?
2: Uh, no, the animals always keep you busy. <laughs>
1: Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're always by yourself on your tractor. You, typically, you're working when no one's there.
2: Yes. So, basically, most of the work I do alone, sometimes I have some help. But uh, sometimes that's a nice way to get out by yourself. You're not sure. you, you know, the noise. You're in control of what you do. So, you got to give the great weather you work out and the control you get and take the bad, the weather. Like, tomorrow, it's supposed to rain an inch and a half, which will be troubling. We have great fields, but some of them aren't the greatest draining fields. Uh, cause drainage actually costs more money than it actually costs to get water on the field. Drainage is actually more, the most expensive and the hardest thing to do. And so, you know, we have to piecemeal and kind of do it as we go along.
1: Which we had a brick project last year. I don't know. Well, you were here as a freshman, but we, we raised money with our walkathon. In fact, our walkathons coming up this year. We're raising money for the weight room, but what was the project that was? Uh,
2: two, well, basically it's almost two years because last year because of COVID. Oh, it was we years. had no, we right. had no uh, season last spring and, uh, but we, we we raised the field hockey field about eight inches, and we saw a perimeter drainage, so we graded it now in two directions so the water goes off and flows better and so it doesn't get stuck in the corner spot. And uh, and so it drains much better. And uh, Ariana, right? Yes. Okay, it says, you know, the field hockey team likes it, and one of the better field hockey fields around. All natural grass. Most of them are synthetic, but synthetics, you know, there's issues with that. And and, and actually, synthetics cost a lot of money. You still got to do all the engineering drainage with a synthetic field. But we have natural fields that fit into our natural setting.
1: How do you get these lines?
2: Uh, that's actually it's, it's physics. Okay, basically, we have rollers on our mowers. We have specialized mowers, golf course mowers that have rollers on them, and they bend the grass. And so, when the light, it, if you're looking at the light, that's the lighter part of the line, and the darker green is look. I, that means I mowed away from. The direction uh. so the rollers actually bend the grass it's no chemicals nothing it's just simple physics so you bend the grass and when the light hits it the spectrum it looks dark and, and you can do patterns uh we, we try to stick the simple patterns because i'm a one-man show and uh <laughs> the big patterns you might see on baseball fields or some of the sports shows on uh, sporting events uh they take lots of time actually so the, but this one's just straight what we call a diagonal or slanted pattern uh how much time goes into what you do at the fields?
0: It seems uh, like a lot. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, I do have some help there for a few hours a week, you know, help her. Uh, but mainly it takes uh, uh, probably about 30 hours. My wife says, my wife always calls us the third child in our marriage. Sure. Uh, we had two children, It's the third child. Uh, well, now we have a dog, so it's actually our fourth child in the marriage. Uh, so uh, it does take a lot of time, you know. As I said, my, my wife, she doesn't like this line, but the grass doesn't stop because school's out. So it still has to yeah. be maintained during the summer. There's actually winter projects we do because normally winter season – well, spring sports actually start in winter technically more on the first week of March, March 1st, 2nd around there. So there's actually we do actually do stuff out there in the winter, prepping it for the spring. Um, yeah, and it, it takes a lot, 30, 40 hours a week. And so, yeah, so you know most of my weekends during the school year, on Saturdays I'm out there also. Do
1: you have like a favorite task – or job that you do well, the Well, mowing,
2: putting nice lines in when things are going well, it always looks nice, okay? It's always fun, you know, not getting in the slop, trying to get the mud out or something is not the least favorite. But mowing is probably the favorite one.
1: Now, we had graduation last year, and because of COVID, we had to have it outside, and we had it at the fields. And it was the first time, because we normally have our graduations at Mammoth University, which we're going back this year. But it was so nice having it at the fields. And last year, you also got an award that we can – and kind of talk about um, that we give away to yeah the Saint Joseph
2: a worker award. Uh, so there's the, the two awards: the teacher of the year and then there's worker of the year. And I was a recipient of that last year, 2020. Uh, you know, because it does take at least the class schedule we have now with the drop schedule is much better for me because I can teach in the morning and then I go out there to the fields in the right. afternoon. You know, mid morning, like right now, I'm going out there to get ready field for baseball. Uh but before when we had a different re- regular reverse schedule sometimes I'd teach like 6th 7th period and that was at the end of the day I would have to go to the fields first mow come back here teach go back to the fields oh. so that's a lot of travel back and forth yeah. and sometimes I, I mow in my suit my, my my wife always wants to submit the dry cleaning bill because you know my I've ruined plenty of pairs of shoes yes. going out there um but yeah so that's how the, the schedule works and uh it's you know a lot of fun I like to be outdoors so, so, a, what
1: is the field of excellence? Because if you're, if you, if anyone is walking in our school and they're in the 100th hallway and they go, you know, down towards going into like the red brick or by the art rooms, there's this big poster that talks about the fields of excellence. Okay,
2: uh, Pioneer Athletics is a company, and they give out an award for f- fields of excellence. There are fields of the year, but they give out awards to the best lo- best fields across all categories of sports, and they give it uh, basically. There's hundreds of nominees, but about they like select about 80 fields a year. So this year we actually got three fields in. We got the baseball field in because it was uh we did actually play six games out there in the summertime for, for uh, like a like a semi high school season, six games in the summertime, and then we had a, our soccer field and then our, our field hockey field.
1: So they have to be played on in order to qualify.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, you got to fields are fields meant to be used, just not abused. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, another one, my my favorite one is actually grass is grown by the inch, but killed by the foot. Why, because of by the foot, by your feet, oh it's, it's feet. true, we
0: have uh at field hockey, we kick up a lot of grass, let me tell you, yeah, yeah.
2: so, but uh,
1: so you've but, won this award now for seven, seven years, seven years,
2: yeah, so uh so so seven years we've been one of the seventy five eighty five fields that get nominated, and they give you a banner, and, and uh, sometimes you make the counter. I haven't made the counter yet, well, I'm hoping to make the counter one of these years. What's it, the counter? They give out a 12 month calendar, and, oh, and your so your field is displayed on the, on that Ugh. particular month. The only thing is we don't have football, so it's mainly football fields with like the end zone emblems and stuff like that. But I'm hoping one year to get you know the the senior awards So every every year for all the senior sports. Even now, I do it for track and cross country. I get the St. Rose logo and about a 50 feet long by like about 15 feet high, and I put their numbers, or in the case of track or cross country, I'll put their initials. And, that, and the initials have to be hand drawn. Because we don't have a stencil for names. So, yeah, so this is like a senior day for, for soccer. And so then I highlight St. Rose and then I paint it all by hand. And then we paint the numbers. And so then the seniors get to take their picture out in front. and number, That's how they're identified. Or if it's a student manager, we'll use their initials. And for now, for cross-country and track, we do it. We put their initials. Wow. And so it's a little honor for senior day because senior back in the day when I when I, I ran across country for four years and I played a little bit of basketball. So senior years, senior day is a big day. Yeah, it's the last Thank time you're you. going to play on this whatever. So there's big pictures. The parents come out. Each team does a celebration. Usually the honor classmen will, you know, make posters and give little gifts and stuff like that to the seniors. And so it's a nice tradition now. And so the last we we got the sense about six years ago. So it takes a while, especially if it's windy. I roll it out, I put it down, I stencil like a dot and dash, and then I take the stencil up and I paint it, you know, fill it in freehand. Uh, you know, purple That's and gold. Some, it's a lot of work. Yeah. So you know, purple and gold actually are nice colors. They show up actually well on the grass. They do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so, that, are you
1: there when they're when games are going on typically?
2: Uh. Well, now with my kids and my daughter's, you know, doing dance, she's doing. Yeah. Uh. You know. So now she's playing softball herself, and my son is taking Taekwondo. So, yeah, I, you know, so I got to, go so I try to leave out like by four or three of my mother in law is watching my my kids, and so get get there back. So, I'm there sometimes for the games, but you, we have our trainer, Kristen Harmer, assistant athletic director. Yeah. Yes. she kind of is uh, part trainer, part game manager, uh, athletic director. Dennis, Mister. Um, Carry. I, mean, carry, I call him Dennis. So yep. uh, he comes out sometimes, and then we sometimes, you know, some of the other coaches that are in their off season or teachers in the off season, if they're not doing a sport, will come out and be like a site manager. But I'm usually the first people one people see because by the time we you know, we do arrive, some of the other teams do arrive before us because like we're pretty close. You know, we're 12 miles from uh, 12 minutes from St. Rose, but we're actually very close to other high schools because we're in a very idealized location. We're at the corner 34 195. Yeah. And 33 is very near. And the Parkway, they're all right yeah, there. So centers. sometimes, yeah. like like yesterday, Brick Memorial was playing us in baseball. They were there at about like 2.40. So you get they there, there first. direct where to go. So, so I'm a quasi-site manager. But well, I don't see the games to the end most of the times because I got to get home. My wife says, I can't spend all the time out there.
1: Well, because it's it's like anything else. You're putting all this effort in, and you want to see the fruits of your labor and yeah. to see people enjoying yeah. the fields.
2: Yeah, one of the greatest compliments, actually one of our competitors is RBC. And who they have an artificial turf baseball field, which is unusual for, for this area at least. And a couple of years ago, they were playing and the kids in the outfield, and we had the nice mow lines. The grass is green, and you know it looks like a major league field with the mow lines. And he's like, oh, I love this field. I love. I'd rather play on this field than the, the artificial turf field yes. that he has. You know, so that's always something that. And another comment I always like is, you know, is some people ask you, is that grass real? Some people think it's fake. So when it's, when it's at immaculate. peak, yeah. when it's at peak, I mean, sometimes certain years, summer, it's a hundred degrees out or you get a monsoon and then you play a game after the monsoon and it's going to get torn up. But are there sprinklers? There are sprinklers on the fields only. So basically uh, there's tw- about 15, to 18 t- acres of grass and then the rest is like property and hillside and stuff like that and parking lot. But about f- 15, 17 acres of grass. Only the fields themselves are are not the common areas. Only the fields themselves Got are sprinkling. Yes, we do. But even that, you got to monitor because you got to make sure it's in the right direction. Like they go on before I get there in the morning. Even in the summertime, I don't get there with my kids. So I don't get there like nine. So if you know, so you got to kind of pay attention every day. So okay, a, why is there a brown spot there? That sprinkler stuck, or why is that a spot all wet? That sprinkler broke. So then you got, I got to go out and fix it. Yeah. yeah. Or if, it, if a valve breaks, I I call on a contractor. But some of the heads, I try to fix myself. So you got to kind of take an eye. every day. You got to take an eye out there to see. Especially in the summertime, now we get too much water, but in the summertime, June, July, and August, it gets pretty hot out there. It's hot. It, we like workouts. Yeah. And Wall, it's, if it might be 85 here, out in there in Wall, it's like 95. And, yeah. Yeah. and you're in a valley, so it gets really hot, and the sun bakes you out. Cause we have beautifully surrounded by trees, but the fields themselves are in full sun.
1: I mean, it, it really is amazing. Uh, we we want to congratulate you again. Seven years you won the Field of Excellence Award for 2020. Thank you so much thank for you. everything you. you do for St. Yes. Rose. We, we call him the unsung hero. He's the undefeated MVP day and night. You know, when uh, he you know, we're not there, he's there yes. making sure the fields are ready. And he's won that award seven years in a row. Mr. Fletcher, thanks for being well, here for our, for our first me. episode.
2: So thank you so much.
1: All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back.
0: Our students feel safe to take risks, own their learning, pursue their passions, and achieve their potential. They are confident learners, prepared to meet the challenges of college and of life. You're listening to the Power of Potential Podcast.
1: You're listening to the Power of Potential Podcast. I'm Michael Thalgaris.
0: And I'm Marianna Simon. So that was
1: great. Mr. Fletcher, you know, I've never really had a chat with him uh, before. Um,
0: Me either. I, I mean, I, he's, not, my, he's not, not one of my teachers. teachers so i had really no idea how much work went into it i mean i know it looks amazing because i'm out there
2: yeah.
0: but i had no idea how many hours he spends he into it 30 hours yeah i couldn't imagine plus he's teaching, teaching i know yeah. i it's a lot of work I'm,
1: so, I mean, that's obviously why we've been winning this award seven years in a row, the Field of Excellence Award. So if you haven't uh, checked out our fields, you know, check them out. They're in Wall Township. If you know where the Wall Township Airport is, uh, it's on West Hurley Pond Road. Our fields are there. And we call it the Edward Brown Complex because he donated the land. It was his yeah. land. So um next week's show is Lindsay Beyer. Tell us a little bit about Lindsay
0: Lindsay is from the class of 2023 and she was named to the USA figure skating high school development team. She's one of only 30 skaters across the country who qualified for this opportunity due to COVID. She had to compete virtually and submit a video to qualify. We'll watch her video and meet Lindsay on next week's episode.
1: That's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. I've heard, I heard about that. I was able to see a little bit of her video. Um, I know you're, you've done figure skating.
0: Yeah. I figure skated for a little while. I, I also just skated for fun and with my friends a lot over the years. So I have some background knowledge and I know it's very difficult. So it's extremely I, impressive. <laughs> Can't imagine. I'll that. tell
1: you a story about what happened to me one time ice skating. I've only done it one time. Uh, I'll share that story on next week's uh, episode. So Arianna, I just wanted to, we wanted to learn a little bit about you. What else are you involved in besides being a student here at St. Rose?
0: So, I do theater here. Um, obviously, because of COVID, we can't really do shows. However, we're planning one right now. So, fingers crossed, we'll be able to perform in the summer. Are you able
1: to tell us the name? Of the no. Okay. I can't all right, reveal all anything. Alright, right, no reveals.
0: Yes, it's all a big secret. Um, I'm also a member of the golf team. I started golf lessons um, last year because I knew that I kind of wanted to play in high school and I had really only done mini golf. Um, I actually <laughs> I love playing golf. It's Way more fun than it looks. It seems really boring when you watch it on TV, but actually it's really, really fun. I also manage the field hockey team. I have a condition called POTS, so I can't play because it's too much running for me. Um, but I love managing, and it's so fun to be on the team. Like We really have a really good time. We're all very close. Uh, Outside of school, I did theater for six years. Obviously, I couldn't do any theater last year because of COVID. Um, Hoping to get back into it this coming fall um, when the theater season starts up again, really, for um, high school kids out there. But that's pretty much it. What's
1: your favorite show that you've been in?
0: I was Peter Pan in Peter Pan. So I really enjoyed that. I was also in Annie, and I enjoyed that too, but I was younger then, so I don't remember it as much.
1: I produced Annie when I taught fifth and sixth grade in Howell Township. We and I we I loved doing that show. Shout out to Christina Grego, my co-director, uh, and then we did Grease Junior. But when I was in school, I was in Guys and Dolls. That was probably one of my favorite shows to be in because of the music and the dancing. Such a fun show, We're rocking the boat. And then I was in middle school. I was the wizard in the Wizard of Oz, and instead of being behind a curtain, the art uh, team made this huge. Um, like like a mask or a headpiece that was like very wizardy. And then the lion punched me uh, and that's how I fell down and my mask came off and they revealed that I was really not a wizard.
0: That's very cool. Yeah. I've seen a couple productions of Wizard of Oz and I've seen Wicked and I've oh. yeah, like I I like behind the curtain, but it's kind of like I mean, it's been done. So that's a cool way to do it of like having this big like headpiece. Yeah, I, I've never seen that. It's very yeah, cool. it was
1: something different. <laughs> Uh, well, listen, we look forward to learning more about you as you co-host the Power of uh, Potential podcast. And we want to thank everyone for tuning in on the first thank episode. You. We'll see you next week for Lindsay Beyer. We'll get to meet her. To see photos of the field and our show notes about what's going on during today's episode, you can visit our website at srhsnj.com slash pop. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And remember, you can see our next episode or listen to our next episode on Tuesdays. That's when they drop. And this podcast is available wherever you get podcasts. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you. Right. It was a good time. All right. We'll
1: see you next week on The Power yeah. of Potential.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Power of Potential podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Subscribe to hear past and future episodes. Learn more about St. Rose by visiting our website at www.srhsnj.com.